Welcome to Speaking Candidly with Candace, where we talk in depth with individuals and professionals about mental health and wellness while providing shared experiences and resources to help you live your very best life. I'm your host, Candace Schoner, and today I will be speaking with Julia Logans, who has been a nutritionist for almost 40 years, and she is also the author of three books. Her first book, Dare to De- Dare to Detoxify, was published in 2012. Julia is a, in private practice in Santa Barbara, California, and teaches tools, concepts, and practices of gut health. Welcome, Julia, to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Well, we had a brief conversation earlier that I want to pick up on so that uh, we can get some good advice out there to uh, the audience. Wonderful. So you say in your, on your website and on your first book that nutrition saved your life. Can you elaborate on that for us? Absolutely. So I spent my first 17 years in and out of hospitals, mostly in. Um, I had environmental sensitivities, life-threatening asthma, rheumatoid arthritis, bleeding ulcers, and one or another, um, constant allergic reactions, anaphylactic shocks. I was sent to um, drug out of the country. Oh my gosh. And by the time I was 17, I wouldn't survive the year. So um, I was blessed enough to find a medical doctor who had been mentored by Paul Bragg, who's the founder of the America's health food movement, started the first health food store in America. And Um, and also had pioneered the understanding of environmental sensitivities and what chemicals were doing to our food, air, and water. And he, um, and so the doctor gave my parents a prescription for me, which was to uh, switch all of my foods, that ones that I wasn't allergic to, which was at about five at the time, to an all organic diet with no dairy, sugar or wheat and no preservatives, no food colorings. And that was the beginning of saving my life. Um, it, it, I spent years after detoxifying the drugs um, and the substances that I had ingested over those years and the kinds of things that we are all exposed to these days because there's uh, up to 2,500 chemicals that we're all exposed to on a regular basis through our skin, through our food, through air and water. And so all of those were part of my own detox process. And that led to a complete and total recovery. That's incredible. Do you have any idea of how many doctors you saw before uh, you met with Mr. Bragg and found out that diet was a contributing factor (laughs) to most of your ailments? Well, at least 30, but I sense that there were probably dozens more because of the amount of programs I was in and the amount of hospitalizations. Sounds like you didn't have much of a childhood. Yeah, not, not, not much, you know, and I was, um, I was really used to being in constant pain and I'd also um, had sexual abuse. And so there's a lot of trauma and 
you know, all of those things added to my physical ailments and all of those things led to issues that I would address as I was healing in my 20s and the things that I, I created, my, the tools and techniques that I teach and the practice that I do. You had, or we had talked about trauma and I am sorry to hear about uh, the abuse that you said in our pre-discussion that trauma is held in the solar plexus. In the solar Would you plexus, in the explain gut, that. The tummy. Yeah, so the solar plexus is our abdomen. So we hold trauma in our abdomen, in our gut. Um, and I think I'd shared with you before that in my almost 40 years of practice, I've never met a trauma survivor, a sexual abuse survivor who doesn't have digestive health issues because uh, because we we go into fight or flight or, or we have a you know, all different trauma reactions when we, when we are a trauma survivor, when we're dealing with those situations and those just shut down our ability to digest. It's like literally our body is trying to just shut down what's happening to us, but that also shuts down our own and eliminate. So um, gut health is completely tied to healing trauma and to mental health. When you talk about the toxins in our bodies, mm-hmm. um, and there's all these supplements that are on the market today and different diets, what are some of the supplements or food that you recommend for someone who is having abdominal pain or discomfort? Yeah, so for someone that's having gas, bloating, constipation, IBS, any of the, any, I mean, anything, we, we, you know, there's a trendy term out there, leaky gut. That just means inflammation of the gut. That's what most people have, and especially people who are dealing with any form of sustained trust, uh, stress or trauma. And one of the key tools that a person can utilize is to take digestive enzymes when they eat. So digestive enzyme is something that healthy bodies make. We make them in our mouth, we make them in our saliva, and for protein, we make them in our stomach. It's called hydrochloric acid. Research shows that um, 75% of people, 75 to 85% of people over 40 are not making any hydrochloric acid. But in my practice, what I have seen is I, I don't think any of my clients from 15 up are making hydrochloric acid because they have um, digestive issues, they have brain fog, fatigue, blood sugar crashes, and masquerade as emotional responses like depression, anxiety that are actually digestive based. So um, that a lot of that stems from the fact that they're not digesting their food they're not assimilating their food and they're not eliminating it. And a digestive enzyme that especially one with hydrochloric acid taken with meals is an incredibly effective way to get the digestion to eliminate some of those symptoms. I created one, a nice low dose, extremely well tolerated food enzyme that people can find on my website, julialoggins.com. It's called Enzyme Energy. I created it because I wanted something for myself and for my clients that that were sensitive and people that had digestive issues. And some of the things on the market, um, they're high dose and they're not as easily tolerated. So I just created things that were 
very well tolerated, but a digestive enzyme can be a game changer when it comes to digestion. What about uh, foods from the grocery store, probiotics, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we talked a bit about me having problems with my digestion. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've been told to eat certain foods to help with the processing. I've also Mm -hmm. been told to eat slower. Uh-huh. Do any of these things ring a bell to you and sure. any thought on those options for people? Oh, well, eating slower is good because when we chew, we release food enzymes and also we calm ourselves down, which is also a good thing because most of us are moving very quickly and doing many things at one time. So, you know, it's always good. We've been told that since we were kids, right? Chew, eat slowly and chew slowly. Um and, um, and as far as certain foods, we really want to focus on anti-inflammatory foods. What we want to eliminate are foods that cause inflammation, sugar and wheat, and then focus on anti-inflammatory foods, which are digestible vegetables, um, organic proteins. So I'm using the term organic because we want to eliminate as many chemicals and additives as possible, those are neurotoxins and they really affect our mental health. So we want to look for free range chicken, um, beef, and we want to make sure we're taking a food enzyme when we eat those foods. Okay. Now reality sits in here. We're in the middle of a pandemic People right. don't want to go shopping. There are people like me who are more of a workaholic who don't like uh-huh. to shop and don't like to cook. So where does that leave us? And uh-huh. We love eating our sweets and we love our fast food and we love our frozen foods. Well, those, some of those cravings that you mentioned are coming from protein deficiencies. My experience is that protein is the absolute antidote for um, carbohydrate cravings, sugar cravings. So people that have those kinds of cravings have a couple of things going on. Um, One of them is not getting enough assimilable protein. You might be eating 100 grams of protein a day, but you're not digesting it. So adding that food enzyme might really help. And then the other thing is that um, sugar and carbohydrates cause something called a yeast overgrowth. Uh, We can get yeast overgrowth even if we don't have a system, which is something familiar to many women. We can have a systemic yeast infection, which is an overgrowth of yeast in our gut. And that uh, creates a constant cycle of those sugar cravings because those little critters are saying, feed me sugar, feed me sugar. And the antidote for those is a certain kind of probiotic. I sell it on my website called um, Women's Pro- Probioenergy that it's focused on, it has certain um, probiotics in it that will help curb that yeast bacteria. So, you know, sugar wants more sugar, wants more sugar. It drives, you know, it drives those cravings. I agree and, wholeheartedly. When I have sugar and I have chocolate, I want more of it. Yeah. But, well, you know, that's what those does. You know, that's not you. That's not lack of willpower. It's not weakness. It's literally, those are like little demons inside us. And they're saying, I have to get more. And there's, and you're, there's never enough of them. And then 
they keep those, those yeast, that bacteria keeps multiplying. It causes gas, bloating. It causes a lot of health issues and it can also cause anxiety and depression. But this is a, I want to say radical. It's the first thing that came to my mind, but this kind of diet is pretty difficult for a busy moms, uh, people who may be on a limited budget. So what are some of the other things that people can do uh, nutritionally to reduce their anxiety, the depression, the mental illness at maybe more affordable options? Well, you know, I want to um, I want to respectfully disagree with the fact that it's not affordable, because let me share some really uh, affordable ways to go about this, because that, I think it's a misconception that eating healthy is unaffordable. And OK, um, and we're listening. Um, yeah. Um, and there's a few ways to go around that because I also am extremely sensitive to people's economics and um, and especially right now and also busy people and busy moms um, because I am one and people that don't have much time or may not love to be in the kitchen. So um, one of the best things to do if you don't love to cook, but you want healthy food. And good smells actually are very attractive. And that is to get a crock pot. And those are like, 20, you know, between 15 and $20, extremely affordable. And if you throw a chicken and a whole bunch of vegetables in it or um, curry spices and a lamb stew meat, which is extremely affordable, and uh, Trader Joe's here in California, there, you know, other there's other... I know they're cross country. They even sell it organic for extremely like, you know, a quarter of the price of a place like Whole Foods, you know, just a fraction of the cost. And so um, that means that if you do a slow, slow cook meal, you can throw it on at night and in the morning it's ready and there's food around all day or vice versa. I used to throw things in the pot before I would go to work in the morning and I'd come home at night and dinner's ready. Extremely affordable way to uh, cook. And then the other is things like canned organic salmon, wild caught salmon canned or wild caught sardines is so affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of going to a fish store. Um, frozen, That's great, great advice. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a fraction of the cost. It's barely more than a can of tuna. Um, hardly more. And you can do so many things with canned salmon, um, whether it's in an omelet or throw. Um, it's extremely affordable and it will really stretch when you chop it up with, you know, olives or onions or celery and make it into a salmon salad, you know, for just two or three dollars. So it doesn't have to be. I get it. Um, and frozen, I noticed that a lot of stores now, and this is regular grocery stores, not, not health food stores, but they're, they're carrying organics in the frozen department so much cheaper than fresh. So, you know, if the fresh fish department is really expensive, because it is expensive, then go for frozen. Um, look, as it's so much more affordable and it's now, because you know, like um, chips and and they all add up. Cereals, that's kind of all empty food. It does all add up. And the more digestible protein that you start eating, 
then believe it or not, those cravings are going to start to subsist, especially when you add a food enzyme. Um, those cravings are actually going to calm down because your body will be nourished. I promise you that this is what happens. So you're not white knuckling it. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. And I have experienced that, that, that same effect myself. Whenever I do eat healthier, more vegetables and fruits, my anxiety is definitely reduced. Uh, so I, I, I concur. I want to talk specifically about detoxifying because that is also your specialty. And mm -hmm. what does that exactly mean? Does it mean water for four days only? How does uh -huh. one detoxify safely and properly? Oh, that's a, such a good question because there's so much out of the good news is it's become trendy. And of course, that also means there's a lot of confusing information um, out there about it. So I don't, I'm not a big advocate of water fasting. Supervised. And even then, I prefer if, for people to do fasts that include juices and bone broth, unless there's something fasting for. But what that means is eliminating the toxins that are held in our organs by a, by a whole variety of means. And I think the first thing to talk about is that there's a myth that when we um, pee or poop or sweat, um, that we are eliminating the toxins from our environment and that we eat. And we are we're not designed to assimilate or eliminate any this earth while we were evolving as cavemen. Nothing. So that means all the chemicals that are new to our environment in the last hundred years, our body does not recognize. It doesn't eliminate them. It stores them. What That is what makes inflammation. That's what makes disease. That is why the statistics from and in the next 10 years, one out of two people will be diabetic. One out of two people will have cancer. There, that is not a sentence, but that is a flag. What environmental toxins are doing to us and that our bodies aren't capable of eliminating them. So detoxification is a very important tool for all of us to learn. It can be as simple as a week where Instead of eating solid food, you're having protein smoothies with uh, bone broth, vegetable broths. Um, so there's lots of nutrition. You're not starving. You're well digesting a break. And then in, in all of my books, I share all kinds of tools of detoxification from colon hydrotherapy to home colon cleansing, because after all the... Um, the colon is the gateway to both health and illness in our body. It's the only, the only way that the liver can detox is if the colon is cleansed. I, I talk about a variety of ways to do it. So fasting is safe um, as long as you are, you know, getting enough nutrition, which can happen through green juices. Um, like I said, bone broths, and it can happen through smoothies. And um, but I do suggest if people are interested in detox, then you know you can reach out to someone in your area who may be an expert. 
uh, whether it's a colon therapist, um, someone like myself, because I teach it in my online courses, and I walk people through it so that we're all doing it together. And if they're newbies, then all the things that come up, all the questions, they, they have an opportunity to have someone kind of hold their hand. Why don't you go over, if you would, some of the signs that people might experience besides the mental health aspects, the physical aspects, which are obviously tied to mental health and to gut health, some of the signs that people might feel to know that maybe they should consider a detoxification. Some kind of a detox program. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. So if they're experiencing any pain of any kind or physical, any pain, so that's chronic or acute pain, that's a sign that there's toxicity. It's a sign there's inflammation. So all pain comes from inflammation. Inflammation comes from stress and toxicity. So, and interestingly, like toxins can, um, they can, symptoms of stress right now, especially in the last couple of years. So what we're looking for are modalities to kind of empty our, empty that great big um, waste garbage can that we have that's kind of filled with all of our stress and all of our all of our our toxins all of our pain so we're looking to kind of bring that level down to something that um, uh, you know allows us to have a joyful and optimistic life so um, so that's that's a really important piece and and um, so pain of any kind, headaches, blood sugar issues, any blood sugar issue is tied to digestion and it is helped by healing digestion and healing uh, and doing detoxification. Brain fog, um, migraines, um, swelling, anywhere, swelling in the body, all of those are signs that you're toxic. I know from when I was um, needing to take a lot of pharmaceutical drugs, I just wanted to pop myself with a pin. I looked in the mirror. I mean, I look at pictures of myself when I was in my teens and I look like someone blew me up with a bicycle pump. That's, <laughs> that's what, a great visual. Right. That is what, that's what inflammation does when it's caused by these toxins. So it's like, we can look at ourselves and, and it sort of looks like we're you know, that we're overweight, but really we're just so swollen. And I can, I can see it when I meet a client, I can look at them and say, you know, I know what you're feeling is overweight. What you're, what I'm experiencing is a high level of inflammation. I know you are in pain. Okay. Let me, let me, sorry to interrupt Julia, but we only have a limited amount of time. Yeah, yeah, And I know you're very passionate about this subject, but I want to talk about the weight gain and about people that are overweight. We know that there's a high percentage of people overweight in America and people have gained the 10, 15, whatever, 20 pounds from the pandemic. So how does one know when they're having a gut issue or that they're addicted to food and how does someone with a food addiction treat it? Can they treat it nutritionally? Can they, with diet changes? Right. So the answer is yes, absolutely. So the way to um, treat a everyone understand it does not come from weakness, um, you know, lack of discipline, because that's that has nothing 
addictions. Addictions are physiologically driven. Of course, there's emotional, absolutely, but the addictions themselves are physiologically driven. So that's why nutrition can be such a healing bomb. And number one is to get enough nutrition. That's especially enough protein. That's why I suggest protein shakes um, because you can get, you know, uh, 15 to would be a whole meal in a shake that is that you know your body is going to absorb with very little energy getting enough protein is a huge key to to um to shifting to moving into weight loss and i think some of the most successful out there um overeaters anonymous and the reason they're successful is what they focus on is get is having people eat a lot of protein and then eliminate the other foods. Um, the sh- because if you get enough protein, like every time you have, if you eat protein instead in 15 minutes, you're it's very likely you will not have that sugar craving anymore. Just you know, get some protein down the hatch, a smoothie or something like that, and then it's amazing how how of be diminished okay well, that sounds great advice um i want to also let people know that your new book revolutionary beauty is coming out and i think you said it's coming out tomorrow am i correct yes it's available today by pre-order on any any online bookseller um you can go on amazon any of your favorite online books um and it has a very simple, accessible, and affordable seven-step seven program around everything that we talked about today. Healing trauma, digestion, weight loss, uh, turning the clock back so that we you know, look and feel beautiful. I talk about mental health, about trauma, and, um, and it's a manifesto of hope and inspiration because it's a... We can all use that. We certainly could. Um, I'm going to ask a question that I asked to most of my guests, and that is, now that you know all this information, what would you tell your younger self, say your six or seven-year-old that you didn't know before when you were that age? I tell myself that you're going to be okay, that you're not going to be alone, that you didn't land on the wrong planet, that you're going to find your tribe, you're going to find your purpose in life. Just keep breathing. Well, you definitely have a purpose in life. And <laughs> really you. appreciate you sharing the wonderful information with us today on this podcast. And um, give your website address one more time and uh, we'll be signing off. Let people know uh, how they can get a hold you. of you. Thank you. You can find me, um, my books, my products, my online courses, everything at julialoggins.com. All right. And as Julia said, not in so many words, but every cloud has a silver lining. Be good to your younger self and um, live your best life. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.